If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Welcome, everybody. This is your VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, Wednesday, September 27th edition. I'm Ben Wilson, again, in for Josh Applebaum on these Tuesday and Wednesday morning shows going forward. Successful night for us last night as far as a best bet, even though market completely went against us. And as we've talked about a couple times since I've been on in here filling in for Josh, that is going to happen. We're not trying to totally predict where the market is going to go. We know we won't be batting a thousand on this stuff. But last night, good lesson in sticking to your guns and your convictions. I really like the matchup for George Kirby and the Seattle Mariners against the Houston Astros last night. Market did, uh, market did not agree, to say the least. Line moving about 20 cents against me from Mariners minus 140 on the opener. DraftKings closed that Mariners minus 120. But Seattle gets the win, 6-2, to two, a huge win for Seattle in what was as close to a must-win game as you'll have this time of year. Seattle now a half game back from Houston for that third and final spot in the AL wildcard race. To start the show today, though, for our game of the day, we have a ton of day baseball today, and the playoff race is going to be our focus here on Visa Morning Daily Bets. I want to focus on the NL. If you watched the games last night, if you were a better of the Chicago Cubs, I just have to say my condolences. Pour one out because that is as, as brutal of a beat as you will get with one of the Cy Young candidates in the NL, Justin Steele on the mound. Cubs get off to a great start lead comfortably in Atlanta against the Braves last night, and then it just all falls apart. The capper was Seiya Suzuki, the dropped fly ball. Air scores two runs for the Atlanta Braves. Cubs are stunned on the road in Atlanta. Had a chance to cash as decently priced underdogs last night, but ultimately go down 7-6, blowing a 6-0 lead heading in to the bottom of the sixth inning. That loss gives Milwaukee the official NL Central crown as Milwaukee clinches that division title despite losing last night at home to the St. Louis Cardinals. But I want to look at what is still to come now for the Chicago Cubs because it's a fascinating spot. Even though you're still alive in the wild card race, having lost the NL Central race, you have to kind of wonder, all right, where is this team going from here? Jamison Tyone goes tonight for the Chicago Cubs, 720 Eastern time 
against Darius Vines. The young lefty, this is only his fourth major league appearance, projected to be a pseudo-bullpen game for the Atlanta Braves. Vines has only made one previous start since being called back up, which was last Friday. He has pitched once, and it was more in that bulk relief role. Hasn't gone more than three and a third innings in that relief role as well among his four starts, or four appearances, I should say, so far. Three of them have been out of the pen. Overnight lines opening Braves around minus 160 consensus in the market. DraftKings with Atlanta minus 162 overnight with a Chicago Cubs underdog number coming back at plus 136. Where I want to focus on is the total. Seeing anywhere between 10 or 10.5 in the market overnight, this will be likely once it goes off your second highest total on the Wednesday card behind only the game in Coors Field which tends to have the highest total on any given night between the Dodgers and the Rockies. Just fascinating spot, fascinating matchup here for the Chicago Cubs. The NL wildcard race looks like this. Cubs, half game lead for the final wildcard spot over the Miami Marlins in the National League race. Marlins have a double dip, but neither pitching matchup is set, so we don't have lines out yet as of recording here overnight into the early morning hours, Wednesday East Coast time. And the Cubs are a game back of Arizona for that second wild card spot. Arizona yet to clinch a playoff position in general. They're a game and a half up on Miami. So D-backs with some work to do. That'll be the second game we talk about today. We'll focus on the Cubs-Braves matchup as well as the Diamondbacks and the White Sox. Two biggest games on the card with those playoff implications we'll talk about first and foremost here on Morning Daily Bets. I would still look at the over in Cubs and Braves. That'll be my focus for today. Uh, it, what's interesting is if you look at just the last you know, couple weeks of data in Major League Baseball, and I look to look at that, I like to look at that, especially this time of year where you have teams fighting for the postseason, and I want to see all right which offenses are clicking at the right time, which are in slumps, especially as you now have the pressure mounting, needing to win games, especially if you're a team like the Chicago Cubs fighting for your postseason lives. It would not surprise, I would say, most uh, MLB betters or just general baseball observers this season to note that over the last couple weeks. The Atlanta Braves, fourth in the major leagues in overall WRC+. Plus. It's been uh, The Braves have been the best offense in the league over the course of the entire season, so you wouldn't be surprised at all to see Atlanta being in top five offense. What I am surprised by, and I think what a lot of general betters would be surprised by, has been the resurgence of a Chicago offense that's had its ups and downs, but the Cubs have been tremendous over the last couple of weeks, second in the entire major leagues in weighted runs created plus. That's the overall metric I like to look at. That, that generally weighs overall offensive production. Off, offensively, the Cubs have been a run-scoring machine all year, but it not, not, hasn't necessarily been efficient all the time. They're an offense that started the year. We're known for a, a really high swing and miss rate, chased a lot of pitches out of the zone. We're still able to, with, with their raw power, put up runs in bunches. And if you actually look at, say, the wild card standings, the Cubs have the best run differential and most runs scored on the season of any of those teams in the wild card chase. That includes Philadelphia, who have already clinched a playoff spot are running away with that number one wildcard seed out of the technically as of as of going into today, the five teams still still alive for those three wildcard spots with the D-backs, Cubs occupying spots two and three, Marlins and Reds in spots four and five. So when I look at how great the Cubs general offense has been, and they put up six runs in the first six innings on the road today before really gacking down the stretch, I, I still have confidence despite just a back-breaking, soul-crushing loss in Atlanta last night. I still have a lot of confidence in the Chicago offense going up against an Atlanta pitching staff where you're likely going to see a lot of the September call-ups pitching tonight. If you've, if you've looked at what manager Brian Snicker has done with his usage, you know Atlanta 
not that they've really it looked like they're a team just coasting by any means. We've seen in the past teams who clinched divisions really early and then kind of stumble down the stretch tend to then struggle once it comes to October. I don't get that sense with a veteran late in Atlanta team that has postseason experience. But since clinching the division, they've certainly been a little bit lackluster. And I think a lot of that goes into understanding that there are a lot of arms on that staff who have been injured, banged up throughout the year. You think about the starter and Max Fried, who spent significant time on the IL. So I expect Snicker to, to rely on some of the younger arms, especially when you come off of a, a game like on Tuesday night where he had to go pretty deep into the pen, had to use a lot of different arms. So I would expect a little bit of a, a weaker general arsenal that Snicker and the Braves roll out with for this game on Wednesday. And as a result, I, I do like the Cubs in general to be in a good position to score on offense. You know, the big issue, though, like if you're wanting to make the case for Cubs as an underdog with Jamison Tyon, he's, he's really been all over the place, a super up and down, inconsistent season for Tyon. It is hard to trust exactly what you're getting on a, yeah, a nightly basis for a Tyon. If you, you go look and take a look at the full season stats for him, you know, numbers are, are pretty pedestrian, mediocre when you look at him in general. Even though Tyon's been consistent just from, you know, from a health standpoint, this will be his 29th start of the season, but Eight and ten now on the year for Tyone, five oh five ERA, advanced numbers a little bit more favorable with a four forty three expected fielding independent pitching, but against an offense this good for Atlanta, and it's like even if even if the Braves hit a couple stars, it's going to be a really tough offense to get past. Uh, Tyone also, you look at you know how rarely it's been for him to follow up quality outings. Uh, Tyone coming off of a really good start in which he shut out the Rockies over six innings at home, but. Now, if you look at any of his previous quality starts, I, I just go back, you know, just just to take a look, even at a you know last seven start sample size. You know, he's he's been okay. He's had five quality starts in that span, but if you look at, I guess I should say the last eight starts, five quality starts, but the three starts following those quality starts uh, have been really really poor. The starts following a good start this season for Tyon. If you just look at his starts since, let's just say uh, early August when he went. Seven innings, gave up two runs at City Field against the Mets. The starts following those, he has given up uh, a combined 17, I make that to 20, excuse me, earned runs combined in the four starts following. Uh, so, I'm, you know, as I'm doing this, just looking for a little bit larger sample size. But the point is, four starts following really good outings for Tyon over the last month and a half. Uh, and he's just been outright bad. I mentioned the, the 20 earned runs in, the, in those four start samples. It just shows me that it's, it's kind of an indicator of the lack of consistency you're getting night in, night out with Tyon, start in, start out, I should say. And so now you go into Atlanta, you're taking on a really, really good Braves lineup. I, I expect the run support to be there for Tyon, but I have no idea what to expect about his overall productivity. That's not to mention what we just saw tonight, or I should say uh, last night with the Cubs bullpen really struggling in Atlanta. So uh, my, my best bet for tonight, we'll look to make it two in a row here on this midweek MLB a discussion on morning daily bets. Give me the Cubs and Braves to go over 10 runs. That is juiced at minus 115 at DraftKings. I'm trying to find a 10 is really imperative for this bet since as you start to go over 10, you're, you're paying a big premium for runs being scored. So Cubs, Braves over 10 would be the best bet for tonight. Meanwhile, just a, a quick glance at the rest of the card. Uh, Brandon Fott goes for the Arizona Diamondbacks, a, a likely bullpen game against Luis Patino and the Chicago White Sox. Now, interesting to note here, that is an early start. It's 2.10 p.m. Eastern time, but it's not a getaway day. That's an important distinction because the, these teams, it, it's kind of been a weird scheduling week. Diamondbacks had to finish a series against the Yankees. 
and then go immediately to Chicago to take on the White Sox. They had to move the schedule around White Sox and uh, Diamondbacks going. I mentioned how the D-backs are in the middle of that race as well. Game ahead right now of the Chicago Cubs. And this is really into our best of the rest section for the Major League Baseball card here on Wednesday. What, what I find really interesting is that you know, for Arizona, offense has not been not been tremendous last month. If you look at the advanced numbers, it's it's been a bottom eight offense overall. Yet, the Diamondbacks continue to you know, find ways to win, and it, it looked it looked for a time like this was a team that might completely slide, fall out of postseason contention. But they've won seven to ten, and despite a negative run differential, Arizona is in pretty good position to take care of business and get into the playoffs if, if they can hold off one of the Marlins, Reds. And or Cubs, obviously, one of those teams could pass Arizona and they could still make the postseason. As much, you know, like I think the one look for for this game, I I would not want against the, you know, with a really unconvincing young pitcher in Brandon Fott, who's had ERA numbers most of the season north of six. There's no way I'm laying a dollar seventy-five on Arizona. Uh, despite this being a bullpen game against the White Sox, Chicago has one of the worst bullpens in baseball. They have been a bottom five walks, hits, printings, pitch bullpen, bottom four ERA bullpen on the season. So, you know, if, if I'm looking at Arizona in the spot, rather than lay it, you know, a big price and and take the minus 175, I'd much rather go run line in this situation for Arizona and and maybe make this a smaller bet. You're under, you maybe maybe a half unit for for those of you who are betting daily baseball, understanding you're getting better value, getting a you know slight plus number now on Arizona to win. Uh, by at least two runs uh, you can find in the market actually I should correct myself I see a minus 115 uh, at DraftKings is the and that's the predominant market number Arizona minus one and a half minus uh, minus the uh, the run and a half on the run line minus 115 you know I, I don't mind making that wager though as opposed to backing a, a young inconsistent pitcher in Brandon Fott on the road at minus 175 it's all about bankroll management I think situationally, this is an outstanding spot for Arizona against just a dead, dead team in the Chicago White Sox who are three losses away from 100 on the season. D-backs come off a 15-4 bludgeoning last night where they really destroyed Chicago pitching. So and not much in the tank right now on the, shock, on the Chicago side. However, look, laying $1.75 with a bad pitcher on the road, not something I normally like to do. The market is, pay, is making you pay for wanting to back Arizona in this situation. So I, I would rather make a smaller wager here, maybe a half unit size bet. Take Brandon Fott and the Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line, minus 115 against the Chicago White Sox. Those are the two biggest games on the board for your Wednesday in Major League Baseball. The one other game I'll note, it's a game I talked about last night, uh, but uh, no, no bet for me on it today as the Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners meet once again. This has all the feel of October baseball right now. Framber Valdez will go for the Houston Astros. Uh, meanwhile, for the Seattle Mariners, they, they get a huge start from one young pitcher in George Kirby, who was masterful. Six innings pitched and, and was really, really good shutting down the Houston Astros. Now they'll turn to another young pitcher, Bryce Miller, who gets to start. Uh, but he's a guy who has, has, again, similar to Kirby, come on really strong despite being very, very young. His first full major league season, eight and six on the year. 417 ERA numbers have not been quite as good as Kirby. And you certainly look at the pedigree of a Framber Valdez and you give the Astros the, the advantage there. Houston opens a minus 120 favorite overnight. DraftKings up to minus 125. And certainly the, those slight line movements up toward Houston, I would say well justified given the matchup here. Eight, pretty flat eight. Some eights juice slightly to the over are, are certainly justified. And even though Valdez has, 
had his ups and downs this season, has not been quite as consistent as some might have hoped or thought, at least for those who invested futures-wise in Valdez. Still, numbers really, really strong on the on the full season for Valdez, despite a 12-11 and 11 record, 339 ERA, and that's backed up by an expected fielding independent pitching of 338. So I, I expect that to be a really tight game. No play for me on Astros and Mariners. That does it for me. When we come back tomorrow on Beeson Morning Daily Bets, Josh Applebaum, he returns. He has your full Thursday night football market breakdown, as we say so long here on VEASAN, this latest edition of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.